city. My city. The one I'd been living in before the beach. The one I'd called home. The place I'd had a job before that freak told me my name was Matthew Drake. That was really freaky. Walking down that street behind Jack looking for crocodile eggs. I recognized stuff. I mean, I was never the greatest expert on the city, but I could tell the difference between a hawk and a handsaw. I still can't find Del Morgan's apartment on a map. Ask me for directions, and I can get you as far as local cross street, at which point you'll say that I'm lying. There's no apartment building over there. The worst part? You can see the building. No, really. If you're standing on the city street and look that way, you can see the damn building. Just try to find it, I dare you. And as for crocodile eggs, you heard me right. Still can't believe it myself. I had to find crocodile eggs for Del Morgan. So I had done the only thing I could. I went to door. He gave me Jack to lead the way. Oh, I've got it. Jack looks like a bike messenger on his day off. Not that it matters. That's how I knew we were really back in the city. Well, not because of Jack. I mean, waiting for the bus. I had a good look around. There were people walking down the street, ignoring us in that way that only city folk can. And that was the freakiest part of all. The people. Standing among perfectly normal, ordinary people. And I couldn't talk to them. I couldn't say anything. Nobody had given me permission. It wasn't even as if I was invisible or anything. Well, think about it. I mean, how often do you stop to talk to someone you don't know as you're walking down the street? It felt like the star attraction in a one-man production of the purloined letter. I thought about just reaching out and grabbing someone, get them to talk to me, let me cry for help, anything. But take a guess. If someone tackles you in the middle of the street, do you stop to ask what their problem is? He certainly would have believed me crazy. So we took the bus, even had to pay the fare right across town. We got off at a part of town where the streets are almost too narrow for cars. Winding, crooked streets. Shops and buildings sort of leering over us. So many pedestrians and cars couldn't maneuver even if they wanted to. You know where I'm talking about. That. It's where we found Old Man Whetstone's shop. Had to climb down a flight of stairs to reach it. How to describe? Not as strange as you might think. Well, I take that back. If you want to believe the place looked like the eccentric oddity shop that time forgot, you just go right ahead and believe that. Looked more like a cross between a hardware store and a corner grocery to me. Smoked and dried meats hanging from the ceiling. Well, it's not an eccentric deli and market unless there's unnameable foodstuff hanging from the rafters. The place was really dark and full of shadows, hard to see much of anything. I'm not even going to try and describe Whetstone, like I've told you before. I'm not. The man spoke with an accent that wasn't born of the earth. In fact, I have my doubts he was even vaguely human. It's probably why it was so dark. Don't want to discombobulate the passers-by. What can I do for you, gentlemen? I'm looking for some crocodile eggs. You're in luck. I have fresh, very rare. 
as opposed to day-old crocodile eggs? I know, so I'm sure they're a sweet delicacy. I watched Whetstone hobble towards the back of the store, dug the eggs out of a pile of dirt. Yeah, <laughs> I swear the eggs were buried in sand or something. Whetstone took a bag, poured some sand or whatever in it, then he scooped a bunch of eggs into the bag, topped it off with some more dirt, brought it back to me, and I almost dropped the bag. It was warm. Is there anything else I can do for you? No, not at this time, thank you. Oh, anything for Del Morgan. When did I say anything about Del Morgan? It was just going to remain another one of those things I was never going to understand about this place. Like paying for the eggs. I mean, Whetstone just turned and walked away. Count settled or on the house or something, tab, whatever you call it. I didn't say anything, just looked at Jack. He looked like he had gone to sleep waiting for Whetstone to fill the order. Then he blinked once and looked at the bag. Let's go. That's that! Followed him back out of the store. We had to walk a couple blocks to find the bus. And we were going to have to wait a few minutes before the bus pulled up. Jack hadn't said anything the whole trip to Whetstone's shop. So I was kind of surprised when he chose that moment to speak up. You from around here? Yeah, I used to live in the city. No, that's not what I meant. I've lived in the city all my life, but I'm not from around here. You look kind of dazed. Not used to being around your own kind, right? You could say that, I guess. I haven't been back since the whole world went kaflooey. It's best not to talk about that, how you got here. I like that word, kaflooey. What's it mean? I don't know. It's one of those words that don't have a definition. You just know what it means when you hear it. Kaflooey. I'll have to remember that. So you're not from around here? Yeah, I didn't hear. I'm a jack. Are you saying that's your title, not your name? My title? You don't know, do you? I like that. Jack's a good name. You didn't say where you're from. You know, I'd rather not get into that. I like thinking it's my name. And there wasn't much left to say after that. Bus arrived. Jack kept his mouth shut. Something about being surrounded by all the normal people, I guess. I mean, what would you do if the people sitting next to you were talking like us? I know what I would have done. Ignored us. If I overheard too much, I would probably try for another seat. Bunch of weirdos. And the bus ride was one of the hardest things I'd done in a long time. Well, think about it. I was in the city, really in the city. I could get off the bus at any stop and disappear. I mean, simply wander off into the crowd. You think Jack would really try to stop me? I didn't think so. All I had to do was tell Del Morgan I didn't want to work for her anymore. Well, okay, I didn't know, but that's what Windermere had said. And did I believe her? It was too good to let go. I mean, I didn't know if I could test it. First, I would need Del Morgan's permission to speak. Then, I would need the chance to speak freely. Then, well, what would happen? Maybe it would just be easier to get off the bus. Or not get off the bus. That might work. Could I do it? Holding crocodile eggs. I didn't know. Where would I go? Well, that doesn't matter. I could just walk away. Toss the eggs. Give them to Jack. Maybe there is something easier. I mean, Del Morgan would come after me, right? I would need protection. Maybe I could pick a fight with someone on the bus, get myself arrested, spend the night in jail. That just might help protect me. I don't know. It was tempting. It was so tempting.
stopped me. Why did I get off the bus at our stop, follow Jack back to our building? Well, sitting on that bus, holding a bag of crocodile eggs, thinking about city streets, I felt something in my chest, an empty spot. I was not whole like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz. Didn't have a heart. Or to be more exact, El Morgan had it. And I couldn't leave without it. I couldn't. So I went back to Del Morgan's apartment, said goodbye to Jack, thanked him for his help, rode the elevator, placed a bag full of crocodile eggs in the fridge, went back to my rooms. That wasn't the last time I would go to Old Man Whetstone's shop. Odds, ends, trinkets, strange shit. I won't bore you with the details. How many times do you want to hear about riding the bus? Oh, and one more thing. I could find the door. Stopped hiding from me. Maybe it was ashamed. Maybe I'd outsmarted it. Maybe finding the door once meant you could always find it. And it wasn't in the middle of the kitchen, either. The door was where you would expect it to be. Now I've got a thought to keep you up nights. How many people do you really pay attention to as you're walking down the street, riding the bus, driving your car? Kind of like the idea that more of them than you want to think about are not what you think they are. Person sitting next to you. No, not the one talking to himself. Not the one who smells like he hasn't bathed. I'd rather look at the one in the semi-formal business suit, holding a briefcase. Well, that's too formal. He's holding a fancy gym bag. You know the kind you probably don't put your sweaty gym stuff in, but it looks like you do. Wonder what could be in that bag. Maybe crocodile eggs. This audio recording of The Fearful Pagidian, Pin the Tail on the Donkey, is copyright 2010 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved. <laughs>